Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast. <laughs> You're actually recording. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that. People are like, wait, what am I listening to? Uh, Have you ever had something on and you're like, you're listening to something, a book or a podcast, and then something else comes on. And you're like, what the hell is this? Like, that is totally. Remember how voice notes used to randomly play in my car? Yes. Oh my gosh. Anyway, hi everybody. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> welcome. That was not planned at all. I don't think you even knew I had hit record. But welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. And obviously, everybody's favorite is here today. They only like me because we give out prizes when I'm on the episode. No, they like you because you're funny. And I'm not so much funny. You know what we're going to give away today? Yes, I do. Um, It's... Uh, it's in front of me. <laughs> it is? Oh, it's written in front of you. <laughs> like, um, no, when we talked about Sleep Plus the other day, I think I mentioned this on a, previ- a previous episode, I got more questions about Sleep Plus than I've gotten about anything else we've talked about. Let's give that away. Fat co- yeah, so I was like, well, there's clearly a lot of interest there, so that's what we're going to give away today. If you didn't hear that episode where I kind of gave a little bit of backstory detail into Sleep Plus, so sleep is super important. Even if we treat it like it's not, it really is. It's not just about energy. It is about metabolism. It's about healing. It's about hormones. It's about everything. And a lot of folks turn to melatonin for sleep, which look, if you're a melatonin fan, it's working for you. Cool. I'm not trying to, like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking (laughs) to the people who either haven't tried melatonin, but are thinking of it, or it hasn't worked for them, or they're not sure that it's working because they're not really sleeping any better. The thing to know about melatonin is that it is a hormone, and when we supplement with it, we suppress our body's production of it. So I prefer all natural things that don't include melatonin, and so Sleep Plus is one of those great things that is all natural, that has really effective ingredients and does not include melatonin. So that's what we're going to give away today. Perfect. And we'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Okay. You don't want to change it up and go halfway through the show? No, because we'll probably forget. Okay. Also, right. I mean, people will be like, oh, I didn't win. Bye. <laughs> no, because what we say here is important. Thanks. I mean, They're yeah. not just here for the <laughs> it's prizes. It's important. Jeez but Louise. Golly. I know what you would do now, well, clearly. That's what I, in, in school, halfway through the award ceremony, if I knew I got my award, gone. <laughs> this is, this, sorry, folks, this is not an award ceremony. <laughs> that's not what this is. Right, here we go. Question here. number one. Okay. Because after this, we're going to brunch. We are going to brunch. Okay. I know the how. But why don't I do the work? Is that the whole question? Yeah. I know the how. Okay, so they know what to do, but they're not doing the work. What I would say is that one of the most powerful steps you can take here is to get very, very specific. Okay? So when somebody says something like, why don't I do the work? 
if you've been listening for a while, you're probably like jumping out of your skin saying like, I know exactly what you're going to say. You're solving for the wrong thing. But it's really true. In fact, I was being interviewed on a podcast the other day. Um, and this, this guy who's a intelligent guy doing the interview, we won't say, I know Chris is like, really wants to say who it is, but, but we won't say who it is. Um, it's a particular, it's a, it's a, he's a famous person. Yeah. He's 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 an actor. Yeah. So anyway, great guy, smart, smart guy. But he says something along the line. He was talking about how he had a meeting with a mentor and before every meeting with this mentor, he has to go in with a with a hard question. He has to bring his mentor a hard question, which I love. I think that's like such a good idea. Anyway, he's to- he told me, he's interviewing me, but he's sharing his story, that he went into his mentor and said, why can't I make these dark thoughts stop? And we went on about the conversation. We circled back to it later, and I was like, you know, when my clients come to me with a question like that, which is very much like this question, why don't I do the work? I tell them that they're solving for the wrong thing. Because when you pose the question, why don't I do the work? Or in his case, why can't I make these dark thoughts stop? You're asking your brain to give you all the reasons that you don't do the work, all the reasons that you can't make the thoughts stop. When we ask a question, We have to realize that that's not just words that are dead or inert as soon as we speak them. We have posed this as a problem for our conscious and our subconscious mind to solve. So whether we're consciously thinking of it or we've moved on to the next thing, our mind stays there trying to solve it because that's part of our survival mechanism. If there's a question or a problem, our brains continue to work to solve it. So when somebody says, why don't I do the work? I want them to realize, I want you guys to realize that what you're asking your brain to do is to give you all the reasons you don't do the work. Well, because I'm too tired. Well, because I'm not motivated. Because this is a pattern for me. Um, Because temptation gets in the way. Because I care about short-term pleasure more than I care about long-term gain. Whatever it is. If you rephrase the question, you're going to get a totally different set of responses and your body and your mind are going to respond in very different ways. If instead you say, what can I do today to do the work? Or what piece of the work am I willing to do today? You've now shifted into understanding the solution instead of the fixation on understanding the problem. So what I would say to this person is get really specific. What is the work to you? And just for today, what piece of it will I do? Because we could all say this, like, why can't I be more focused? When I recognize those thoughts, and I certainly have those thoughts, I go back to, well, what can I do to practice focus in the next 30 minutes? Or what's something that I can focus on to completion in the next 10 minutes or in the next hour? You have to shift from giving your energy, your attention, your subconscious mind to the problem versus to the solution. And I say do so very, very specifically versus generally. Not how do I get myself to do the work in general, in theory, in the big picture, but today, what is this work and what of it will I do today? And I I just put out um, a VIP email. Well, you guys will be hearing this a week after it went out. But I was talking about how there are like, a thousand things I could do daily to improve my life, right? Whether that is spending time outside or reading, meditating, journaling, uh, working out, eating clean, drinking water, praying, you name it. There's so many things. And it's easy to be like, 
well, I can't possibly do all of them. I don't have time for all of them. I can't even remember all of them. So instead, what I do is, okay, which of those things am I willing to do today? I just, before we came out here, finished journaling. And what I do in my journal, I use the Change Makers Journal, is I identify what, of all the things I could do, which of them will I do today? And every day looks a little bit different, but fundamentally we have to shift here from trying to understand the problem to understand the solution and really getting into a mindset of specific steps for today versus generally what the heck is wrong with me. So that's what I've got, Christopher. All right. I think we're on question four. <laughs> no. That was a long answer. <laughs> oh, jeez. It wasn't even that long. Question two. What is your passion? This is such a... Mm, Loaded question. I'll, let me put it on you. What's your passion? No, seriously. Be, be serious for a second. I know that's like really, really asking mm. a lot. But I want to know, and I think the eager ears on the other end of this want to know, what is your passion? That's really hard because I'm not super passionate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think a lot of people feel that way. So, But I, I, but I think, I mean, things that I get excited talking about. I don't know if that's the way to uh, put For it. For you, yeah, it might be um, the answer. Politics. You're passionate about politics? I, I, I do get pretty passionate about politics. Um, other than that, I like things. <laughs> yeah, but your passion would be politics? Yeah, Okay. Uh, I guess so. I keep telling Chris that he should get into local politics. What's your passion? <laughs> um, my passion is not having you sniff loudly into the microphone when we're recording, but that's what you're here to stop. Golly, my passion. I think right now, broadly, my passion is creating a, do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, a, a safe home for child on the way. You're nesting. It's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a part of the process. <laughs> no, I, wrong, <laughs> false. I mean, true, but not my passion. Um, <laughs> I would say right now that my passion is creating a big, happy, healthy family. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, the pr like, first part of nesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, like generally speaking, making this home a really great place for a family, um, doing what I need to do for my health, uh, for our relationship so that so that that can be uh, something we bring into reality in terms of career and things like that I'm really passionate about helping people get beyond their limiting beliefs the stories they tell themselves about like what's in the way and why they can't I'm really passionate about helping people see that is one perspective of many and shifting into possibility that that is something that I could talk about with everybody all day long. So that's well. Okay. Final answer. Oh, well. Yeah. Nice. And uh, you're wrong. It was C. <laughs> Final oh. answer. Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, thanks. Can you just move <laughs> It doesn't even make sense. What's the next question, weirdo? It, it made sense. Okay. To those who watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. They like 20 years ago, maybe? It's still on. New host. Didn't Regis Philbin do that? He did for a little bit. Is he alive? I don't think so. Okay. What's the next question? <laughs> Larry King died. Yes, he did. We didn't talk about no, this. No, we didn't. Was he 80, 89 years old, 86 years old, something like that? Anyway, wh what's the next question? He's dead. <laughs> How do you not absorb the stress of the world around you? 
Well, I'll tell you, this is a little bit easy for me uh, because I don't really she pay does. attention. <laughs> no, I don't really pay much attention. No. And we talk about this a lot, especially because Chris's passion is politics. And I actually do care a lot. My, my grandfather was in politics. I've talked about how, I think even mentioned here on the show, that it would be cool to do an anonymous podcast on like common sense politics. So, yeah. but, but we talk about it because I really don't get emotionally invested in the insanity, not just, not just of politics. I don't get emotionally invested in the insanity of coronavirus. I don't get emotionally invested for the most part in the insanity within my family, you know, like I, every, every once or, in a or while mine. or yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think the key for me is having stuff going on in my own life. And I've said this before, I think, on the podcast. I know Chris and I have certainly talked about it. I think there are exceptions, right? So before people get all riled up, there are exceptions to this. But I think that a lot of people who get very absorbed into the stress of the world and all of that, they don't have much going on that they're really focused on, that they're really driving towards, that they're really invested in. Not keeping themselves busy. And it's not even so much busy because I would say that if we Active. polled, if we polled, in, engaged, invested, if we polled uh, all of the people that listen to the show, I would say 85% of them would say like, they're, I'm super busy, right? So people aren't just idly sitting at home twiddling their thumbs for the most part, but that doesn't mean that there's something that you're working on that you really, really care about. Mm -hmm. There's something going on in your life that's very, very important to you. And that's why I think it's so critical to try new things. And what's holding a lot of people back from doing those things, from having a passion, from starting something new, from building something that they're excited about is all of those limiting beliefs. I don't know enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. And that's all garbage. It's just absolutely not the full story of the truth. Can we convince you that you don't have time, that you don't have money, that you're too old, that you're too young, that you don't know the right people? Sure. sure. But does that mean that that's the only option? No. So for me, the key to not absorbing the stress of the world around me is having things that I am determined to create. Because ultimately, sure, I hate what has been happening in the world for the last year and I do not like the divisiveness of politics and I do not like the unknowns of what is to come with regards to both of those things and I certainly, it hurts my heart when there's just drama happening in my family or in Chris's family. I don't like that at all but what I come back to is what I've got to do. You know, I've got enough stuff that I need to work on, that I can invest myself in, and I just keep going back to that. Might not be the answer for everybody, but I also think a couple other things that come into play. Um, meditation helps me a lot. I can go into a meditation, and I usually do. I will usually time my meditation in the part of the day where I want to rip some faces off, which happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which happens very regularly but I don't come out of a meditation wanting to rip the faces off. No, and usually the only times that happens is someone's being unkind. But even then, if I meditate, yeah, I feel better. It takes the edge off. So that's something that happens a lot. And I think gratitude as well. And history. History helps a lot. Like the people who think this is 
some crazy unique time in the world. If you go back far enough, it's really not. Open up, open a history book. I mean, it's really not. And 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 I'll be the first one to say I know nothing about history compared to Chris. Like it's embarrassing. Um, That's geography, honey. <laughs> both, <laughs> both, um, and space, as we figured out the other day. Um, uh, okay, <laughs> but but if you go back far enough in history, there have been things that equal the tension and turmoil. With, no matter what we're talking about, right? No matter yeah. where your mind goes. And there are things that exceed it. It's part of the historical cycle. And so while it doesn't feel good, it's also very normal yeah. for for politics. It's very normal for health. It's very normal for science. It's very, it's just, whether we like it or not, I'm not saying it is good. What I am saying is that it's normal. And most people, not all people, most people straight up lack historical reference. They just do. Mm-hmm. They absolutely do. And they are thinking about all of this, no matter what, it, whatever you think of when I say all of this, doesn't matter. And they think about it as like this unique, catastrophic thing. And while it isn't good, it's not unique. No. If you go back far enough, it's not unique. You don't even have to go back that far. You can go back 100 years. It's Boom. just, yeah, so... I think that really grounds me. And then to go back to what I said, like my passion is building this healthy, happy, large family. I'm going to do that no matter what's going on with a pandemic, no matter what's going on politically. And so where does my energy belong? And I know too, if I'm going to get super, super like riled up about any of those things, well, do I care enough to get involved not just to be like a keyboard warrior on Facebook being mean to people or being argumentative, but like am I really going to get involved? And for me right now, the answer is no. So when I come to that, I'm like, okay, next. Like let, let me go do other things. Let me go invest in the things that I'm passionate about. So that helps me a lot. Yeah, that's a good way not to absorb the stress of the world. What you got next for me? Well, I've got lots of questions, but one that I've been wondering about is how I journal more specifically. Can you just read the question? Because a lot of people think that that just came from you. <laughs> Believe me, people. <laughs> I don't ask these questions. <laughs> Chris asks no questions. <laughs> I don't ask anything. Because <laughs> he knows that he'll just get like a discourse from me. I have lots of questions, but one that I've been wondering about is how do I journal more specifically? Sounds exactly like what I just said. No, because it sounded like you were saying it first. Anyway. Okay. I would say. You would. Let's just get the Changemakers Journal. <laughs> shameless plug. Cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally shameless because it's really the solution and to this question. It's designed to, to, to actually answer that specific question. Yeah, that's why I say it. Like, I don't just open up a blank piece of paper and freeform write. There are times that I do that, that that has value. Like when I'm thinking about um, visualization, visualizing how I want this birth to go and things like that. I might just get a blank piece of paper and like, just free write. But on the day-to-day, I'm really clear on the primary goal for the month. The change makers prompts me to revisit that so that it's not just something I think of every few weeks. I revisit it every day. I identify, there's space for it in this journal, um, what three action steps I'm going to take towards that, and then what other areas of my life I'm going to invest in today and how. And that is how I get very specific. There are specific prompts in there. Um, 
that's that's what I do. When I'm working with clients inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation, we have the Identity Journal, which is different, and it's kind of a companion to the 12 Weeks. But um, find something that helps you be more specific, right? Get something that is not so open-ended as a blank notebook, whether it is the Change Maker's Journal or, or it's something else. Use something that guides you. That's what I would say, because yeah. there's tons of things out there that do. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, mean, I created the Change Makers Journal because I didn't like the other things that were out there. It's not that they weren't good for their purpose, but they didn't help me with um, the balancing productivity and fulfillment. So I don't just want to be a to-do list success. That's just not like my goal in life. Um, but But find something like that, I would say. Yeah? Yeah. Change Makers Journal. Look into it. Invest in it. Invest in yourself. Yeah. You can go to my site. Um, let me pull up the number. If you text journal to the number. It's so funny. I just opened it up and somebody just texted it. If you text the word journal to the number 336-203-5320, you'll get the link. Uh, and you can learn more about it at that link. 336-203-5320. Text the word journal we have one more question we do have one more and question then we go to brunch how do you juggle it all all of it like me how, how do you juggle it how do i juggle it how all? you juggle clown school <laughs> they teach it how do i juggle it all well i'm not trying to do everything in one day and honest, i mean i think if we were to be honest anybody juggling everything some things are gonna fall yeah what helps me is and i i can't help but go back to this because it really is what helps me kind of stay focused and prioritize i have 75 million areas of my life that i want to improve or work on right just being very very honest it's not just my health it's my mindset it's my home it's my finances it's my marriage it's relationships it's networking it's business it's like it within business there's 75 things i want to improve within finances there's 75 things i want to improve um that's way short of 75 million just so you know but they don't they don't all get worked on every day at the same time either right so what i do is i have one primary focus for the month right yeah. And I identify three things every day that I'm going to do to drive that. Not 23, because there are 23. There's probably 43, but just three. And then I identify three other areas of my life that I'm going to invest in. So there are days where, like, the house investment doesn't happen, right? Yesterday uh, was Saturday, and so I spent a couple days in the uh, – couple days, a couple hours in the baby's nursery, you know, organizing that and getting that set. On a random Tuesday, how likely is it that that's going to happen? Highly unlikely. How likely is it on a random Tuesday that I'm going to be folding laundry? Highly unlikely. But I pick three other areas of my life, not all the other areas of my life, that I'm going to do one thing for. And again, this is like all mapped out very specifically in the Change Maker's Journal. The other key thing that I do in terms of like answering this question, how do you juggle it all? I pay attention to what's not working. So probably more than a year ago, I felt like I was constantly getting pulled into social media and email. And it was because I kept social media and email open on my computer all day long. And I would be doing one thing and I would see like, oh my gosh, there's seven notifications. Oh my gosh, there's 43 notifications. And I would bounce 
from whatever task I was doing back into email, back into social media. And so now recognizing that that didn't work, that's a huge part of, of juggling things, what's not working, I check email once a day. That's it, once a day. Um, and with the exception, yesterday was an exception because I had to be on my computer looking for some other stuff to come in. Um, I go into Facebook once a day, right? There are rare exceptions to that, but I don't have Facebook on my phone. And I go into Facebook once a day. So that really helps me because I noticed that it was a barrier. Other things that I noticed were a barrier, um, feeling like every day I had to do the same kind of repetitive tasks. So I started batching them. Um, now there are, with the exception of these Q&As that I do with Chris, and so we have to kind of work our schedules together for the regular Monday episodes and any bonus episodes, there are three days of the month in which I record all of the episodes for a month. Instead of feeling like I'm having to record every other day, I'm having to record every week, I batch these things together. And I tend to do the same thing in the house with things like laundry. Like Chris will do one load of laundry and, and then just leave it there, you know, for a week. Um, if I'm going to do laundry, I'm going to do like eight loads of laundry. Shots fired. I'm going to, but you know, because, <laughs> because I don't, shots, because what overwhelms me is the sense that like, oh my God, I'm doing laundry every day. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm going to the grocery store every day, whatever it is. Pay attention to what's not working and then adjust accordingly. And that has been hugely helpful for me. Um, but I don't do everything every day. For the longest time, I'd have this list, this to-do list that was like all the things that in a perfect world I'd love to have done. But most of them were not critical for that day. And so I was overwhelming myself basically with my own ambition instead of really being more strategic. So one of the things I do when I'm planning my day is if I get to the end of this day and only one of these things gets done, which is it that matters most to me? I do that thing first because I used to kind of do like cherry pick. What do I want to start with? What do I want to do next? And then I was leaving the stuff that I didn't want to do until later. And then when later came, I wasn't focused. I wasn't energized. Oh, screw it. I'll do it tomorrow. And then it was the snowball effect of lists. Yeah, I killed that process. That just that just doesn't work for me at all. So I prioritize and I do things in that order. Um, and I don't deviate from that. I get to something and I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. Too bad. If it's next, I do it. I was actually listening to an investing podcast yesterday and I was driving. And this guy said he, he, he calls himself a gamer, but he doesn't mean video games. He loves board games. Like he's okay. obsessed with them. Um, and there's like a whole subculture of board game people where yeah. they like buy specialized pieces and they have like apps where they like rate the games and and record when they played and with who and what was the outcome and how long it took. Like there's a whole That's stuff like Dungeons and Dragons and Warhammer 40,000. And but no, like like those Scrabble. those are games. That, wow. Okay. No, like anything like um, Taboo, like Rummy Cube, like anything. O OK. Yeah. But anyway, what he was saying, because he loves games. Nerds. What he was saying because he <laughs> loves games is he has his list. And let's say his list has like nine things on it for the day. He uses die because he thinks that's fun. Yeah. So he'll roll the die. And like if six comes up, he does item number six. Well, that's fun. And that's what he likes about it. Instead of where for me, that wouldn't work. Because no, you'd lose yourself. I rolled six five times now. <laughs> <laughs> no. I can only do the laundry so many times. No, because 
because if I put off that like big thing till later and I know my energy is just shot or my yeah. attention is just shot, like I want to do it in terms of like energetically doing the hardest or the longest things first um, or the things that need to get done the most. Um, I tend to save things like phone calls till the afternoon because it's mindless and I can be preparing dinner or folding laundry and, you know, whatever. So I don't want to at 8.30 in the morning be on hold for an hour getting pissed off and then have to go back into something that's more creative. So that's what works for me. But but I loved that idea for him yeah. because he likes the gamification of things. It's part of what he enjoys. And so if he rolls a three, he starts on three. And then after three, he rolls again and he... I, I would love to see how he gets himself dressed in the morning. Lines up some, <laughs> runs up six pairs of pants, rolls the dice. No, but he does it for his to-do list. And I thought that was like a really good idea. So I don't know if that answers the question, but that's what I do. I think, I think that answers the question pretty well. And I, I like the, the analogy of juggling because... We, if you can't have an unlimited number of items and juggle. Right. But you also don't just jump into juggling 20 things. Right. You start with one. You start two. with two and you start with the, the handkerchiefs. So you start with the easy things that you can keep going. And then oh, you throw in a, then you throw that makes in a sense ball. Because they move slow. I didn't know that. Yeah. It makes a lot then of you, sense. Then you move up to the balls and then pianos and you find out pianos don't juggle so well. <laughs> so you don't juggle those anymore. Well, pianos is better than like um, swords. Are they though? Yeah, because you're not going to get the piano up to begin with. Which means you're not juggling pianos. Right, but you could try swords and be catastrophically like... Well, if they're balanced properly, you don't really have to worry about it. Anyway, we have a winner for Sleep Plus. We do have a winner for Sleep Plus. <laughs> In case you can't get the visualization out of your mind tonight of juggling swords it's unsuccessfully. It, our winner today is at Julie Putz A.K. Klein. Putz a Klein. Spell it. It's at J-U-L-I-E-P-U-T-Z-A-K-K-L-E-I-N. E-I-N. Um, if you are at Julie Putzakhein, I did that intentionally. I know you did. It was great. <laughs> then email. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> she's, not, she's not stuttering, folks. That's how it's written. <laughs> that was intentional. <laughs> um, if that is you, email Christopher at primalpotential.com. Tell him you were the winner of Sleep Plus for episode 851 and include your mailing address. You've Please. got 60 days. Anywhere in the world. You get 60 days to claim your prize or we put it back in our cupboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True story. It's unopened. Don't worry. It's unopened. We do buy it for this. But if you don't claim it, we use it. So... Keep the questions coming. If you want to win a prize, three ways. Leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave $50 under our welcome mat. <laughs> we don't have a welcome mat. I guess that one's out. Leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon or post on Facebook or Instagram. Tag me with an episode of this show that you are listening to, that you're enjoying, something that you've learned from it. Tagging me on Facebook means tagging at Primal Potential Podcast. Tagging me on Instagram means at Elizabeth Benton. And those are the two you can do over and over yeah, and over Yeah, you can enter again. to win like 60 times a week if you wanted to yeah. be that person. You could. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. I hope you all have a great week. We're going to brunch. Talk to you next Saturday. <laughs> Bye, Sunday. everybody. Saturday. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn 
Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.